Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! D Gym Nation. We are on to week eight. Where in the F is this season going? I don't know. We're almost halfway through already. It's um, crazy. I mean, we're like less than a month away from the Thanksgiving slate. I mean, it's it's moving out here. So uh, good times. But uh, that being said, we have another fun slate ahead of us. At least no buys this week. So this is a full 13 game slate this week. But the totals aren't really there. You have the two highest totals of the game, uh, or two of the week, is the Dolphins-Patriots game at 47. Then you have the Chiefs and Broncos at 47. Then there's a pretty little bit of a drop-off down to the Cowboys and Rams at 45 and a half, and then it just kind of gets worse from there. So I sort of feel like this week is a better week to just simply attack certain situations and not game stack. Um, because like, like the Chiefs game, like I don't feel real great on the other side of that, like bringing somebody back. The same thing with the Dolphins game. Like, what would you bring back? I assume you would probably play, you know, obviously the Dolphins side of that. And then, I mean, who do you bring back from Andre Stevenson or, you know, Kendrick Bourne, I guess. You know, like, I don't know if those game environments are really conducive to that. And so, to me, this feels more like, uh, you know, pick your favorite stack and, and then keep it moving and not really need a run back. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And I also, in kind of the similar scenario, you know, a team I'm looking to get heavy exposure to this weekend is the Eagles. And you don't necessarily have to have a Washington bring back either. Um, so, you know, Jalen Hurts can can do a ton with his legs and do a ton through the air. And, I mean, we we saw it all last year too, right, where the, the Eagles just pummel teams in the first half and uh, don't really have to do much in the second half. And, um, you know, all the guys still get there and, this this matchup, you know, when it was in Philly, actually went to overtime. So there is some sneaky shootout potential here again. Um, you know, I don't necessarily expect it to go to overtime again, but um, you know, being in, in Washington instead of Philly, and, and Washington had success on offense last time. Um, you know, second time around in division game tend to be you know lower scoring. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think that. This is a must-have game, but I do like the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know where the ball is going on offense. De- Devontae Smith is bound to have a breakout game. Um, it's coming at some point. He's too good to to not have one. Um, and, yes, A.J. Brown has just been smashing week in and week out, but he's not going to – there's going to be a week where he does have a down week and Devontae Smith is going to spike. And I'm going to just try to be ahead of that, and I think that could be this week. Um, so I do like the Hurts and, and Devontae Smith stack there. Um, the other guys, I mean, same, you know, same argument you made for Kansas city. I just made for Philly can be made for Baltimore as well. Uh, you know, Lamar and and that, that team in Baltimore, you don't really have to run back any Arizona guys, uh, in that game. So there's, there's really good offenses here on this slate that are just paired against dog shit offenses on the other side. So, um, it is a really interesting slate. I definitely like Hertz up top. 
have to have interest in Mahomes as well, but Pacheco's in a good spot too, who can steal some production from him. Um, a high total game that I don't know what I'm going to do with yet. I, I probably won't end up with QB from that game, but I do want pieces, and that's Rams Cowboys. Um, you know, it's I think it's a great spot to go right back to Cooper Cup. Um, you know, nobody's going to. I I hope you know his ownership is a little bit lower after the dud he put up last week. Uh, but but Cup is. I think you know. I think the Steelers made a made it a a priority to double double team Cup because they play a ton of man. Um, whereas Dallas plays a ton of zone. Uh, and Dallas, ever since they lost Trayvon Diggs, the secondary hasn't been great. Uh, so I do like that game a, a little bit. The the Rams Cowboys and and those are consolidated offenses as well. So that game's interesting, but I don't know that I'll get to Stafford or Dak. Um, there's just not really much that I think is worth paying down for. Um, you know, you've got Gino at home against Cleveland, which Cleveland's defense, you know, they give up a bunch to Minshew, but I think that was, it was kind of fluky, right? Cause their defense still actually did play pretty solid that game. Um, Burroughs on the road at San Fran. Um, Trevor Lawrence has a Q tag and he's, in Pittsburgh, that sounds like something I want to stay away from. Uh, CJ Stroud in Carolina can be interesting. Um, that's another, you know, another offense. We know exactly where the ball's going with Nico Collins and, and Tank Dell. Um, but on the flip side, that's a matchup where you can run the ball because uh, Carolina is the worst run defense in the NFL. So um, if we get any inkling of, of who's going to be the main guy, you know, is Singletary going to take over that backfield or is it going to, you know, continue to be Damian Pierce? Um, or is it going to be, you know, 50, 50 split, but I could see, you know, Houston, despite how many times they've thrown the ball this year, you know, if Carolina is struggling to score, you know, Houston should be able to have success on the ground. So, um, there is a path where, you know, Stroud doesn't really hit a ceiling, but at the same time, you know, Carolina's defense has given up big games to quarterbacks, including to, to Jared Goff a couple weeks ago. Um, and we've, we've seen Stroud just chuck it, you know, all over the yard. So if, if I was, paying downright QB a little bit. I do like Stroud. Um, I'm outside of that. Derek Carr is probably the only other one that I have semi-interest in uh, at Indy in the, in the dome there. Um, Indy, you know, showed last week that, that you can run on them. You can pass on them. Uh, you can do pretty much anything on Indy. Uh, their defense is not very good. They've lost some key guys to injuries. Um, and, and Derek Carr definitely has weapons. He's got uh, Kamara back. Uh, Chris Olave obviously is a deep threat as long as he's not getting arrested and uh, driving 48 miles an hour over the speed limit. Um, and then obviously Michael Thomas, who caught his first touchdown last week as well. So another consolidated offense that's pretty cheap is is the Saints. Um, so I, I actually do think Carr is interesting. I'm not sure I'll get there. I may just play the upside with Jalen Hurts uh, with the rushing ability, but I do like the Saints as well. And they're they're pretty cheap this week. So yeah. Offense is pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm not going to get crazy, especially at QB. I think there's, you know, good QBs and good spots. And then it's just a lot of dis disgusting games. Um, a lot of middle of the road games. And that's, and that's evidenced by the totals across the board. Uh, there's no totals over 47 on this slate. And it's a lot of, you know, 43s and, and some upper thirties and uh, only, only a couple uh, that are, that have decent totals here. So, so yeah, it's pretty straightforward for me. Yeah, so I think this week is 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 going to be tough because 
One thing is, is that a lot of the teams or a lot of the players, especially at quarterback, you really want to play. They're all really expensive where you have Mahomes is 8,400. You have Hertz is 82. Lamar Jackson's 81. And so like you really have decisions to make. Now, Lamar Jackson's a little bit easier because some of his pieces aren't as expensive uh, this week where like, um, you know, Zay Flowers is 5,600 uh, this week. And then you have Mark Andrews, 64, a little bit more expensive. But like a Mahomes, like, I mean, Travis Kelsey is $8,400. He is the fourth high or fifth highest priced player on the entire slate. He is uh, the same price as Patrick Mahomes. And then, you know, more expensive than every other quarterback. Like, so you have to really want it to get there with Travis Kelsey between those two, right? I mean, you could run it back with a, you know, Rishi Bryce or something like that if you wanted to. Uh, to get a little bit cheaper to lower down the price of that stack. But, you know, then you have the Jalen Hurts stack. If you want to do that, and that is expensive uh, in its own right. If you're going to run A.J. Brown, like like you already thought, you know, kind of mentioned, but that stack itself, I mean, you have A.J. Brown at 8K, Devonta at 6.8, and Goddard at 4.6. And so that's not a cheap stack. So, like, a lot of these top guys that you want to get to are really expensive, and, and you really, you know, it's, it's going to take up a good chunk of your – Salary and it's going to make your roster a, a little more. Um, it's going to make it, uh, you know, very easy. Uh, where you're going to be, probably have a lineup that's very similar to a lot of other people. That's what I was looking for. Uh, and so, like, if you're paying down at quarterback, like, there's not a lot of obvious spots sitting out there or places that you can just easily get to. Um, but like, if you really wanted to go dumpster diving, like, I have to admit, like, you know, Desmond Ritter has been. You yeah. know, has he is the he is a top he's been a top twelve quarterback over the last four games of the season. He has put up uh you know some decent fantasy production last week wasn't as good only sixteen point eight DK points prior to that twenty two and twenty nine. Uh, they've been throwing the ball a lot more. But the only thing that worries me about him is that you're looking at Will Levis uh, starting for the Titans this week with Brian Tannehill out. And so like if this is a team that we know will run the ball, and so I don't know if they get pushed to that point where that has to happen. The other one, I think, in a really good matchup uh, would be Kenny Pickett, but he's been pretty awful this year. But, I mean, this is a great matchup. They allow almost 300 yards passing a lot of yards per game to the Jaguars' uh, off or defense and almost two touchdowns a game as well to, uh, to quarterbacks. And so it's a great spot. But, I mean, Kenny Pickett has shown no ability to hit any sort of ceiling whatsoever. I think his best game this year is 18.5 DraftKings points. And that was all the way back week three. So, like, that's tough to really get to, even though the matchup is definitely there. And then, I mean, really, what are your other options at this point, you know? Uh, I, I, the other one, the guy that I think you could look at is maybe Derek Carr against Indianapolis. You know, the, the secondary for the Colts has been pretty bad. And, you know, we have seen some a little bit of a ceiling game. I mean, the last two weeks, Derek Carr has went over, uh, you know, 20 DK points uh, the past two games. But I don't, I mean, he's 5,500. It's not really of a sexy matchup, but... Like, maybe if you wanted to pay down, you could do that. But uh, the other one, I do think Joe Burrow, depending on what his ownership is going to be, uh, 6K Joe Burrow is still too, uh, still too cheap. I think coming off this buy, they're going to have all their weapons healthy with Jamar Chase, and I think T. Higgins is finally going to be healthy here. And this, I and mean, we saw last week, I mean, we saw Kirk Cousins dice up that 49er defense uh, last week. And so I don't wouldn't mind getting to Joe Burrow because the thing I know is – one, like Shavarius Ward, who is the, the 49ers' best corner, he is not great. Um, I, I watched him for uh, years, and uh, he, he gets burned a lot. And so I, I, I definitely think the Bengals could, could really you know give this, this 49ers defense some problems. And so 
I, I don't mind Joe Burrow at 6K if you want to get there. Like, I think you could look there. And then past that, like, maybe if you want to play Sam Darnold, uh, you know, as cheap as he is, because I know Sam Darnold hasn't been great, but within this this offense, he's only $4,300. And so you're talking about some serious savings. Sam Darnold has in the past, especially like when he was in Carolina. I mean, if I remember, was it last year or the year before? I think it was the year before, where he just went on that, like, six, seven-game heater uh, there to start the season. And so I think he can run this offense and Kyle Shanahan's offense. You still have Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. And so if you really want to get different, I mean, $4,300 Sam Darnold uh, could be what you look at uh, if, 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 if you're wanting to get, you know, really save some salary. I mean, if you're if you're even remotely on the team of Purdy is a byproduct of, of Shanahan, I mean, you have to have consideration of Darnold at 4,300, right? Because if, if you don't, if you don't think Purdy could, could win in, in a different system and it's the system itself that's producing, you know, good quarterback play, which I think it's part of it, but I, I do think Purdy's been, been, you know, been pretty solid himself. I mean, 4,300 for a quarterback in that, in that offense is pretty crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, like and I with said, Debo I mean, out too, we know it's, you know, we know how consolidated it is like with, it's, I mean, it's Ayuk and Kittle, right? When, whenever Debo's out, um, and there, yes, there's some Jawan Jennings that gets gets sprinkled in, and they do a, you know, we'll do an occasional end around to Ray Ray McLeod, and you know, some gadget things. But for the most part, it's Ayuk and Kittle, um, and Kittle's Kittle's affordable for his role without Debo. Uh, he's fifty four hundred. Darnold's, you know, forty three hundred. You can even play them both of them with McCaffrey because of how cheap they are. And then you just get the entire, you know, you get pretty much every touchdown from San Fran if it's not Ayuk. Um, so I, I really don't like, or I really don't hate that idea of playing Darnold, assuming he, he starts with McCaffrey and, and Kittle and just getting every San Francisco touchdown. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, if you go back and look, so in 2020 last year, Sam Darnold in week 16 and 17 against Detroit and Tampa Bay. He dropped 22 and 22 in 2022. And then it was 2021 where he uh, went on that heater for the first four, four games and he scored 20, 20, 25.3, 33 and a half. Uh, you know, and then I think that's when he got a concussion or something like that. And then he kind of fell off the rest of the season. But so he can get there. And so, like, I don't really mind that at $4,300. I mean, that is so incredibly cheap for a quarterback. And he doesn't really need to have a huge ceiling game be able to get you there at that price right like i mean if he goes and gets you 18 19 dk points you're 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 pretty happy with that because uh at at that cost like it's not going to take a lot for him to get there so if you're really wanting to pay down i think sam darnold is probably it like this feels like a remember andy dalton a a few weeks ago when he got to start against the uh, the seahawks like it feels very similar to that and and where he was i mean he was even more i think he was like 5k 5100 something like that and he went out and dropped like 30 DK points, whatever it was. He was in the, I think he was the optimal quarterback that week. And he was in the winning lineup. And so, like, Sam Darnold can definitely get there. This isn't like your, like, this isn't Will Levis uh, playing this week. Sam Darnold has proven, uh, you know, that he can definitely, you know, get there 20, 25, 30 fantasy points. That, that is definitely in the range of outcomes for him. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. So, I mean, for me, like I said, you're going to have to either make concessions if you're wanting to pay up into this top tier of quarterback. I don't think there's a lot of other options that I'm really like super excited about playing. And so I think we can kind of move on and jump over to the uh, running back position. And you have up top, once again, Christian McCaffrey is $9,200. You have Saquon at 8K. And then you have the 7K tier of Mostert, 
Derek Henry, Tony Pollard, Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, and Kenneth Walker. And then in the 6K range, you have Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, Isaiah Pacheco, and Brian, or excuse me, Bijan Robinson at only 6K. Pretty significant price chop there for him. Um, and so what are you looking at at running back this week? It's hard to not like McCaffrey, right? The whole he's questionable coming into the last game and then did not come off the field for a single snap. He played every single snap of the game uh, last week. So it's it's really hard to to not just click McCaffrey at 9,200, especially, you know, if Darnold's in there, maybe they, they scream up, scream, uh, scheme up more screen plays for McCaffrey in the past game. Because that was that was one thing that he really wasn't utilized much um against minnesota was in the past game and when he was you know he caught he did have a receiving touchdown but his, his you know you know he didn't have a ton of targets um only three which i guess has kind of been the the story over the last three weeks he's had three three and three over the last three um but prior to that you know he was getting eight five um three and five so i mean i definitely think there's a little bit more pass game usage potential here um, 9,200 for a guy that's scored a touchdown in his last 16 straight games uh, uh, is pretty solid. Um, and then moving down the list, Pollard at 7,500 against the Rams. Uh, he's only got two touchdowns this year, but has the best red zone role in the NFL. Uh, he's got over 30 red zone touches. Uh, Kamara, more of the same. You know, he finally um, broke through and got in the end zone last week. And he's just, he's just have, he just has the most unbelievable role uh in in the league right now at the running back position for for fantasy purposes so it's really hard not to click Kamara's name at 7300 against Indy uh who's dealing with some injuries on defense uh DeAndre Swift if if you're not playing Jalen Hurts you have to have interest in DeAndre Swift uh against Washington previously he put up 18 DK points uh had a rushing touchdown in that game uh four targets and and we've really seen him utilize in the past game uh, pretty significantly, he had ten targets two weeks ago against the Jets. So if if you're not playing Hurts or um, you know one and still want exposure to that Eagles offense, uh, DeAndre Swift is is definitely the lead back there uh, and is in a, in a good spot there against Washington. Uh, Jonathan Taylor finally is is looking better and better each week. He's getting his legs under him. Uh, has a a decent. It's not a not a great matchup. Uh, against New Orleans, but definitely is one that he can have success in. And, and we mentioned it last week, right? Uh, Indy is is running all over every team. Um, you know, they have the the best run game in the NFL pretty much at this point. Uh, it, no matchup is bad for them on the ground. And I cannot wait to play Jonathan Taylor next week against Carolina. Uh, I will say that. I'm looking ahead. So uh, sneak preview to week nine. But um Pacheco 6,100 against Denver. Denver is another team that you can just run all over there in the Carolina bucket. Uh, Pacheco should have a monster game uh, there against Denver. And if for whatever reason, Kansas City, uh, you know, isn't getting things going through the air to where they're, they're just smashing Denver, uh, Pacheco can, can still be utilized in, in close games as well in the past game. So uh, I definitely like him. And I, I probably am not. Also, if, if Zach – so Zach Moss is limited with a Q tag, um, limited in practice Thursday. If he were to miss, I think you just have to play Jonathan Taylor because of the amount of volume that he would get, but that's something to keep an eye on. I, I probably won't play any of these cheaper running backs outside of Houston. I do have interest in Singletary, and he's below 5K. If he's going to take that starting role from Damian Pierce or what 
maybe it doesn't even have to be the starting role, but what ends up being, you know, the, the majority of the work that matchup against Carolina is a very, very good one. And we've seen, you know, how good CJ with how good CJ Stroud is this year, that offense is just going to be in, be in a lot of scoring positions against Carolina. And so we saw it with Deontay Foreman last week, you get a cheap running back. That's going to see a ton of volume in a good matchup. Uh, they can go out there and, and score, you know, three touchdowns any given week. So, uh, I definitely have interest in interest in Singletary because uh, Damian Pierce, quite frankly, has been bad uh, this year. So um, they, for whatever reason, like Singletary, uh, despite the fact that he couldn't win the couldn't keep the job in Buffalo, but um, he's been more efficient, uh, which isn't saying much than than Pierce has been. Uh, so yeah, so I definitely have interest in him as a cheap running back. But that's pretty much it for me. It's. I'm going to keep my, my running back pool confined to, to those guys. All right. So, I mean, for me, I think uh, a couple of players that I don't think you hit on, but uh, I definitely agree with Alvin Kamara, that call there, uh, Pacheco, 100%. But Brees Hall, I am going to have a, a very large amount uh, of Brees Hall this week. Great matchup against the Giants. And we saw last time that Brees Hall played in week six. He handled almost 70% of the snaps. He handled 63% of the rush tips at 60% of the routes with a 16% target share uh, in that game. I mean, I to me, I, this is an easy, uh, easy play for me. If you look over the last three games, the Giants have allowed a 6.01 yards per carry average, three touchdowns, and uh, 56 receiving yards over that span. And so uh, this is a great matchup for Brees Hall. We know that he is going to be – the you know the lead back here he's going to be the workhorse now and at fifty nine hundred dollars it's just too cheap like he should be seven k is really what he should be in this matchup and you're getting him at such a discounted rate at fifty nine hundred dollars and so I am just probably I may even lock button Brees Hall in into this lineup um, uh, that I'm going to play because he's just such an easy play great matchup I mean you couldn't ask for more and like I said the role everything else it pretty much checks every single box and so. Brees Hall at $5,900. Uh, I do like that a lot. Now, I, the Houston situation that you mentioned, I think that I think it could go either way because one reason I think actually Devin Singletary, and that was reported after that, because uh, Devin Singletary, or Damian Pierce only played 35% of the snaps week six and only handled 40% of the rush attempts that week. But it was reported afterwards that he suffered somewhat of a knee injury, and that's why that, that, he, uh, that he was utilized less. It wasn't a... Um, it, it wasn't about, uh, you know, that uh, Damian Pierce was struggling or anything like that. It was actually something that he got hurt. And so with that being said, I do th- expect that he is still going to be the 1A. And this is probably the best matchup that you could possibly ask for because the, the, the Panthers have allowed the third most rushing yards, the most touchdowns, and the second most DK points. Um, and they've only played in six games too. So to be that bad and, and, and you've already had your bye – uh, really tells you how bad they've been against running backs. And so it is tough because Damian Pierce is really cheap, right? He's $5,300. Singletary is super cheap. And so, like, if you want to play one of them, I don't hate it. If you have a lean and you think it's Devin Singletary, fine. But uh, I definitely think you could be wrong on that with Damian Pierce. Then we also have – it's not even necessarily that one. I think if you're really wanting a cheap play this week, uh, it very well could either be Kareem Hunt or Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong is only $4,300. And last week against the, the Colts, once Jerome Ford went down, which was frustrating because I played a decent amount of Jerome Ford, and he really had that what 60-plus yard touchdown ripped off right out the gate. It was okay. Yep. We're going to be cooking. And then he got hurt. But 
So Jerome Ford is not going to play. I mean, he's doubtful. I, I highly, highly doubt it. he hasn't practiced, and I don't think he's going to play. It's just like he has a high ankle sprain. And so if he doesn't play, uh, you know, against Seattle, but you have Kareem Hunt, and then, you, like I said, you have Pierre Strong. But once he went down, Pierre Strong actually handled more snaps and more touches uh, than did Kareem Hunt. It makes sense because I don't know. Like, I think there's people that expect that Kareem Hunt is going to take over the backfield and he's going to get 60%, 70% of the, of the workload. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Kareem Hunt has been dealing with his own injuries, a groin injury, a thigh injury. He's kind of been uh, nursing. He's been getting in limited practice again this week. I, I think it really could be the Pierre Strong show. And Pierre Strong, if you're not familiar with him, was a super uh, you know athletic running back. Came from a small school, so uh, you know didn't really get the draft capital or anything like that. Was traded to the Browns, but you know he really looked pretty explosive with the limited opportunities he got. And at forty three hundred dollars, like that's incredibly cheap. And I, I don't, I just expect. I think he's going to play the Jerome Ford role. I think that's what he's going to do. And Kareem Hunt's probably going to continue being that guy where he handles 45 percent of the uh, of the uh, of the touches. Where I think on the other hand, I think Pierre Strong is going to be the guy who does 60 percent. I think that's how this is going to play out. And so. Uh, like, I think I'm going to lean in and play some Pierre Strong this week. I'm not going to, you know, go heavy on him, but at $4,300, he doesn't need to do a whole lot to get there. And he is the most healthy running back they have on the roster right now. And so $4,300, I do like him quite a, uh, quite a bit this week. I think he's kind of a sneaky play. We'll see if he gets any ownership. But, um, and then lastly, like maybe Javante Williams. I mean, the Chiefs have been pretty good against the run, but they've started to struggle a little bit recently in terms of stopping the run. Javante Williams has started to look more and more explosive. We've seen Jaleel McLaughlin last week. I think he only played like 18% of the snaps. It kind of fell off pretty significantly. But you could look there if you wanted to um, as a situation. Um, so, I mean, because, the, yeah, the last three weeks, the Chiefs have allowed the 11th most rushing yards on the season and so or over the last three games. and so. You know, I, I do think he is in play. We're seeing Javante Williams coming off his best game, 13 DK points last week, where he played 55% of the snaps, 63% of the rush attempts, and 40% of the routes with a 17% target share for Javante Williams. And he's super cheap uh, here in this matchup uh, against the Chiefs. You just have to hope game script at least allows them to continue to run the football. But I, I do think you could look there. And then lastly would be Ramondre Stevenson, still really only $5,400. He started. He's starting to be utilized more in the past game. Now we've seen the last two games. We've seen eleven targets. That's why we've seen him jump up eighteen and fourteen and a half DK points in the last two weeks. And he's still very cheap. Miami uh, really struggles to stop opposing running backs. And so at fifty four hundred dollars, I think Ramondre Stevenson is also somebody that I'm going to be looking at playing this week. And even if they do fall behind, he could be heavily utilized. Kind of an Alvin Kamara light, right? That's kind of the role we thought he was going to get heading into the year. It didn't really happen to start the season, but we're starting to see him trend more up. And then actually starting to utilize him more as a as a pass catcher, which well is what made him so so useful last year. Yeah, I, I I don't have any issues with any of that. All right, so if you don't have any other running backs to talk about, I don't really uh, need to harp on anybody else. I think those are all the guys that I really wanted to hit yep. on. Um, I guess oh last I I did want to mention Raheem Mostert. He he is questionable. He was a limited participant. I do expect him to play. Uh, a lot of people freaked out yesterday because uh, Tyree Tyreek Hill missed and which I don't know why everybody freaked out about that. Like it's pretty common for especially veterans to get rest days on on, on Wednesdays. I don't know why everybody freaked out about that, but he was back at practice. But anyways, uh, I just wanted to mention Raheem Mostert. He was the other guy. He is super expensive. They finally have priced him up. Finally. <laughs> and it's funny because it came off a, a bad game for him, but they yeah. finally priced him up. He's $7,700. So he's not nearly as intriguing, uh, especially in a week where he came back and he only played 52% of the snaps but he did handle 75% of the rush attempts. But we've seen this matchup before 
uh, week two, where he uh, ripped off 127 yards and two touchdowns for 25.7 uh, DK points. But I am a little bit concerned because it feels like this could be a little bit of a uh, running back by committee. Uh, he did handle 75% of the rush attempts last week, but he only ran 36% of the routes and a 6% target share, which isn't great, especially at $7,700. So they finally priced him up. I don't know if I'm going to get there. The matchup is not bad, but I, I don't know if you really need to play him at that price. No, nah, I'm not playing Mostert at 7,700. I'd rather play Pollard at 75, Kamara at 73, and then I'd just pay the extra 1,500 for CMC at 9-2. Yeah. Right. I think Jeff Wilson's going to start to get more involved. He didn't really play much in, in his first game back. Um, but I, I definitely think that's coming. So, And if, if Mostert were to somehow be out, Wilson would just be a lock button probably for me. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and move over to wide receivers. Uh, really, you got some decisions to make this week there. You have Tyreek at $9,500. Like we mentioned, just talked about him. He's playing this week. Uh, Cooper Cup's 9K. Then you have a little bit of a drop-off to Jamar Chase at 8,100. A.J. Brown, 8K. And then Puka Dakua at 79. C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Brandon Ayuk wrap up the 6K or 7K wide receivers. 6K wide receivers, D.K. Metcalf, Devonta Smith, Adam Thielen, Michael Pittman, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper, and Tyler Lockett wrap up the 6K and above wide receivers. Is this a week that you're really going to want to pay up or are you trying to pay down a little bit this week? Um, actually a little bit of both. There's guys I pretty much like in, in all, all three ranges, top, middle and bottom. So I, I already mentioned Cooper cup. I, I'm out on Tyree kill this week, but Be- Belichick has done, always done a really good job of, of not necessarily taking Hill completely out of the game, but limiting Hill's ceiling. Um, and we saw that in week two, right? Like new England just played back and let, let Miami just run the ball over them and played, you know, played more of a clock game and, 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 kind of took away the explosive passing. Um, so I think that's more of what we see uh, in, in the second divisional matchup of the year between these two teams is is Belichick's totally fine with, um, you know, if Miami wants to run the ball, but is is going to, you know, not necessarily try to get beat deep. So I, I like Cup more than Tyreek this week, and I'll go right back to the Cup. Well, I played him last week. He caught two passes uh, on seven targets, which is not ideal, but – uh, I definitely think he can have more success against Dallas, um, as long as as long as that offensive line can hold up against Dallas's defensive front. Uh, Stafford should be able to find Cup uh, several times over the course of that game. So, uh, AJ Brown, it's hard not to like him, but at some point, right, he's he's going to have a game where he doesn't have a hundred yards and or a touchdown. Um, so I really like Devontae Smith this week uh, for that reason because we have not seen a Devontae Smith spike week, and there is one coming. Uh, week two, you have to go all the way back to week two uh, when he last time he had over 100 yards and he had multi, several games over 100 yards last year. Uh, and he's he's a guy that's just heavily utilized in their game plan uh, week in and week out in Washington. Uh, in the first game they played, he had nine tar- t- nine targets in that game. I, I think 100 yards and a score is coming for Devonte Smith this week, so I like him a lot. Alave is another one in that mid range, 6400 against uh, against the Colts. Uh, the Colts give up a ton of production to outside receivers. Uh, as long as Olave is not doing what, what Calvin Ridley did and just run go routes on the outside, uh, which he doesn't. Olave has a, you know, they, they utilize him in a lot more ways than, than what Calvin Ridley and, and Amari Cooper uh, are utilized in. So uh, Amari and, and Calvin tend to stay a, a lot in the outside. Deep down the sidelines is where, you know, their ceiling plays are. And, and, and he's done, you know, a decent job of defending that, but 
they still struggle to perimeter receivers. Um, so I, I do like Alave at 6,400. He's got a, a decent ceiling. Um, Christian Kirk is, is back in another spot against a man, man, heavy Pittsburgh defense. Uh, we, we want to target Christian Kirk in, in man matchups because we know Calvin Ridley's man, uh, man coverage numbers have not been as strong. Uh, and, and Kirk really gets the bump there in, in when, when facing man heavy teams. So I do like Kirk at 5,900. Um, Jordan Addison is another one. We, he had a big week last week, uh, but it's definitely not a fluke because he's, he is talented. The one touchdown was a fluke. Uh, so if you take that off, you know, I, I mean, I guess he's only finishes with six catches for 70 yards and a score, which still gets you to 20 DK points instead of the 34 that he put up, but he's only 5,700. So 20 is not going to kill you at all. So I think Addison is definitely in play uh, divisional matchup there against green Bay. Uh, Zay Flowers is an, is another one that just continues to have decent usage, but uh, has really struggled to find the end zone. But I mean, he's he's not going to ever kill you. He's going to get you double digit points pretty much week in and week out. And if he somehow finds the end zone, he can he can start to creep up into that twenty point range. And again, he's only fifty six hundred, so uh, definitely has a good floor ceiling combo there. And then if if you're playing CJ Stroud, you have to have interest in. Uh, Nico Collins at 5,500 and Tank Dell at 4,900. Both those guys are just too cheap uh, for their talent and their usage in that in that offense. Uh, so if you're not on the run game there in Houston, uh, I think Houston puts up points against Carolina just because Carolina is a bad a bad defense overall. Uh, so you have to like uh, Nico Nico and Tank Dell there, pretty cheap guys. Um, 5,300 Terry McLaurin is another one. I mean, there's good spots all over the place here, but. Uh, McLaurin had 23 DK points uh, against Philly, and wh- that was a fluky touchdown. I'm pretty sure he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown uh, in that game because it, it was not a receiving touchdown. But he had 10 targets against Philly. Uh, McLaurin is is you know week in and week out. He he sees you know eight to 10 targets, uh, and this is a spot they should be trailing. And and if they're not trailing, it's because they're having success on offense. Because I don't I don't expect their defense to stop. You know Jalen Hurts on the other side. So. Um, McLaurin's in a good spot and he's only 5,300 as, as the number one receiver there for that offense. And then if Christian Watson is out, which I'm assuming he's going to be where, where is he on this list? I guess I should probably do. I think he's good to start. go. I think he's, is I he? He's, yeah. I, I think he's supposed to play. Okay. never mind then. Cause I was going to say Dobbs would be the, the one a there and, and, Jaden Reed would be the obvious number two if Watson were to miss in a, um, in an okay a decent matchup against Minnesota. Um, yeah, he, logged is, a, he logged a full practice today and Wednesday. Yeah, because I saw it, he like left the game or something with a hamstring issue or, or leg issue, a knee. a knee. Yeah, so um, I was that was obviously concerning, um, considering they were you know trying to drive to win the game, and I don't and I don't think he was on the field, so. Um, so that's good that he's back. Uh, I mean, he's definitely in play. He's always he always has a ceiling. Um, and then the other guy that I've I feel like I've I've recommended him almost every week except last week, and it's finally the last week is the week he exploded. But Josh Downs is a very very good receiver. He's forty eight hundred, and and we know that we want to attack uh, the Saints in the slot. We we did it with Christian Kirk last week. Uh, it's another good spot here for the slot receiver. So. I really like Josh Downs again, and Minshew continues to target him over and over and over again. Uh, he seems to be Minshew's favorite receiver. So 
and, and Michael Pittman's trying to come out now and get the squeaky wheel narrative that Devonte Adams is, it, you know, all these, all these other top receivers are, are trying to get. And I don't think Michael Pittman is uh, going to be, you know, just get game planned and force fed a ton of targets, especially when it's a, uh, you know, the man, man coverage, heavy saints that are going to roll Lattimore to, to Pittman's side more, more times than not. So, um, I, I think it's another really good spot for downs and, and I think the talent is, is there and I don't think it's chasing points at all. I just think he's too cheap. Yeah. I mean, very similar to the, uh, Jaguars game against the saints where we saw Christian Kirk go yep. off and, um, you know, uh, Calvin really didn't do anything in that game. So I, I when it comes to, um, you know, Josh Palmer or not Josh Palmer, um, Josh Downs. So I do agree with that. I think that's a great, I think that's a great call. You somebody that I was going to talk about. I do like that play a lot. I think Zay Flowers at $5,600 is still uh, too cheap. And then you have George Pickens, who's $5,600. I like this matchup for him this week uh, against against the Jaguars. Like I already mentioned, the Jaguars really do struggle um, against opposing wide receivers. And I think George Pickens is in a very good spot this week to really uh, excel uh, at this. And um, Pickens leads the team in starters and target rate against zone coverage. And he should be able to have um, – I think he's going to be in a really good spot. Uh, this week, he's actually top 25 at, uh, in fantasy points per route run against zone this year. And so I think George Pickens, he's incredibly too cheap. We've seen his ceiling multiple times this year where he's been able to hit 30 DK points. Even with Deontay Johnson, I, I'm still okay with it. And so he's only $5,600. Um, I, I think T. Higgins, and I, I already kind of mentioned him. I don't think anybody's going to want to play him. He's been really bad this year. But I think he could come back in a pretty big way. He's $5,900. That's too cheap. Uh, for, or I think the upside that he possesses, he may not be this cheap again rest of the season. And then, you know, I, I completely agree with the other guys that you absolutely that, that you brought up. I do think uh, Kendrick Bourne is still in play at forty seven hundred dollars, uh, as long as you know the Patriots decide to keep you know featuring him. But he is, uh, you know, nearly hit twenty DK points each of the last two weeks uh, so far, and so I do like him as a play uh, this week. So I think those are kind of the the you know in, in terms of the top wide receivers. You know, like it's so frustrating last week with the Rams because I usually will try, you know, will sometimes fade, um, uh, you know, Cooper Cup because how expensive he is. Like last week, he was like $9,400. And it was super frustrating there uh, because I went super heavy. I think I played like 70% Cooper Cup. Like I was like, I'm, I'm jamming him in, having all my lineups. And then, of course, he he just has one of his worst games he's had in a long time. That was frustrating, but I we just know the volume be there. Like it, it's going to be there for either him or Nakua. We continue to see it. Uh, Matthew Stafford is the kingmaker of wide receivers. I mean, if you just go back in time, that man has made wide receivers. I mean, even even guys like uh, you know Kenny Galladay. Kenny right? Galladay is a prime yeah. example. Yes, like <laughs> did absolutely nothing once he left, but while he was there, I mean, put up I think two thousand yard seasons uh, with Matt Stafford, and so you know. I don't mind still going back to that well, especially if people are scared off. He's only 9K. And I mean, that game could have some, you know, really some shootout potential between these two offenses. Like the upside is certainly there for it to happen. And so, you, you know, going you like, back to Cooper Cup, I think is fine. Do you like Cup more than McCaffrey? Because you can't play both. So you kind of have to choose. Um, and obviously, if you're, you know, multi entering, you would want probably exposure to both. But with them being similar priced, if somebody was only playing one team, which one would you prioritize? Um, I, I think for me, I, I think you look at, I, I think I would probably prioritize probably McCaffrey. Okay. Just because of the, the, 
the bankable volume that you know he's going to get. And you could also see Sam Darnold dumping it off to him quite a bit as well. Um, so I just feel like that that volume is definitely going to be there where, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was Puka Nakua that ends up having another good game this week. And then yeah. Cooper Cup took a back seat. Like it almost seems like they're kind of alternating a little bit here in terms of big time production. So I just think, I think McCaffrey's a little bit safer, but I do think Cup is probably going to have the lower ownership. Especially after last week's dud, you would think. Yeah. Your boy, uh, Mike Evans just caught a touchdown too, by the way. I know I saw that. I jumped up pretty big, but not anywhere where I need to be. I, I need <laughs> another. I need another stop here, boys, and then another long touchdown to to uh, to Mike Evans to make that happen. But yeah, I'll. But uh, um, yeah. I mean, past that, I mean, like I think you. I mean, Adam Thielen, just the dude just sees incredible volume. I mean, yeah, he's seen at least thirteen targets in three of the last four games. The dude's put up monster numbers: 34, 15 to. 30.7 and 31.5. He's scoring touchdowns at a high volume as well. He scored a uh, four or he scored a touchdown every week, but uh, in four of the last five games as well. I mean, and the dude just been absolutely money. It went over three, went over a hundred yards receiving three of those uh, four games too. So $6,600. It feels like he should be more expensive. Shouldn't it? I mean, at the, with the, the production that he's putting up, it does, yeah. Ugh, I've just hated attacking Houston's defense this year. They've they've like just been quietly very very solid. But I agree. I mean, the volume's there, right? 13, 13, 8, 14, and nine targets <laughs> since week two. Uh, it's it's. I mean, he's been over thirty DK points three times, and the other other games were twenty and fifteen. If you throw out week one where he only had three points, I mean over 20 points and four or five over 15 points and all of them 6,600, you know, isn't terribly expensive for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have, you have to like, like his role uh, that he's got there. Yeah. So I mean, if you look at it, so it, to, to lend a little credence to what you're saying. So the Texans uh, play zone at a top five rate in the league and they've earned an 87.7 team coverage grade, which ranks sixth best in the league. Yeah. And then that Houston's also only allowed a touchdown on 32% of zone, zone coverage plays, which is top seven in the league. And so, yes, they've done a very good job. But on the flip side of that, Adam Thielen has absolutely torched zone this year. Uh, he's posted an 85.6 receiving grade versus zone, which is top 10 among all wide receivers. And he has uh, put up over almost 400 receiving yards uh, against zone this year. But he's still done a really good job against man too, 183 uh, yards against man. So, and he he actually has a higher. Uh, this is something interesting. He had a uh, first man. He actually has a 31 percent target share, but against zone, he only has a 20 percent target share. So that's interesting, uh, where it drops off a little bit, a little bit more production. Actually, Terrace Marshall actually has the highest target rate against zone coverage this year for the Panthers at 21. Interesting. Yeah. So Adam Thielen's target rate, uh, rate actually drops down pretty significantly. Uh, and like I said, the, the Texans do run uh, zone at the fourth highest rate in the league, 82.7%. I just, I just have hated targeting guys against Houston. Like once we figured out like th- their run D is not abysmal, like it has been in the last couple of years, like that defense as a whole is, is I think it's pretty solid. So I've just, I've kind of stayed away from, you know, targeting the Houston defense. Yeah. So, I mean, I he, he's either going to burn us or uh, you, know, you, you stay away from him. Because I do think he's going to carry some some decent ownership at that price. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, I don't know. I think you pretty much hit on the other guys that I really would want to talk about here. Um, oh, uh, Brandon Ayuk is the other guy that I did with yep. 7K against Cincinnati. Like I've talked about, like I'm fine with Sam Darnold. I think he's a he's a serviceable backup quarterback. And so I think Brandon Ayuk could definitely get there. He is 7K, a little more expensive. But Debo Samuel likely isn't going to play again this week, so we don't have to worry about that. And so um, if you want to go with Brandon Ayuk, who I don't think is going to carry a lot of ownership, especially with Sam Darnold playing quarterback, I, I think people are going to stay away, especially at the price. So 7K, uh, Brandon Ayuk, I think is actually a, a pretty smart play too at that price tag. So I'm fine with doing that as well um, if you're wanting to get there. But other than that, I don't really have any interest uh, in the Carolina or the Jaguars wide receivers. Uh, we know the Steelers play one of the highest rates against man coverage this year, and both Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk have been gross um, against zone coverage or against man coverage this year. Um, they both rank outside of the top 50 in terms of fantasy points per route run against man this year. So uh, they have do- both not done well. It sounds like Zay Jones might actually return this week too, which if Zay Jones returns, it kind of makes me a little bit less excited anyways about Christian Kirk because Zay Jones uh, ends up uh, is one of the two guys plays on the outside. And so, um, you know, it, it where you then you end up seeing um, him fall off a little bit, uh, Christian Kirk, because he only plays, uh, you know, three wide receiver sets. And so uh, that ends up hurting him a little bit. But I will say that. So I, I don't really have any interest in either one of those uh, guys just because of the matchup and the way Pittsburgh operates. But Past that, like I said, I mean, I, I the middle the middle range. I love George Pickens and Zay Flowers. I think both those. Even I think you can make a case for Nico Collins too at fifty five hundred dollars. But um, if you want to attack one of the runbacks in terms of the, the Broncos defense, I don't really love either one of them. The Bron or the Chiefs defense has been fantastic this year, but they are cheaper at Jerry Judy at fifty four, Cortland Sutton fifty three. But you know, past that, you know, like I said, oh, and Ray Rice. I want to hit on him. Uh, Ray Rice, Rasheed Rice has been phenomenal this year. Uh, his his 0.80 yards per route or fantasy point per route run this year is second among all wide receivers. Like he has been fantastic. We're starting to see his usage go up. Finally, uh, they've had some wide receivers get hurt, and so Rishi Rice I think ends up at 5K. This could be a smash matchup for him uh, going against the Broncos. So he's only 5K, and then Tank Dell. We have to remember what he can do um, yep. at, at forty nine hundred dollars. So, anyways, I feel like I'm just rambling now. So you kind of hit on the other guys. Those are the guys I really wanted to hit on. So let's go ahead and move over to tight end. Unless there's anybody else you want to talk about? Nope, I'm good. All right, so let's go ahead and jump over to tight end. And do you really have to want it to play Travis Kelsey? Like I mentioned, eighty four hundred dollars. I am not for, for Travis Kelsey. I am is, not. He has to smash to make that up to I'm be able not. to to be able to, and which he can. I mean, he has torched. The Broncos, uh, for, for the most part, in his career. But, uh, you know, then you have a $2,000 difference between him and Mark Andrews. TJ Hawkinson is $6,200. George Kittle's $5,400. Darren Waller, who's finally starting to show signs of life at $5,200. Dallas Goddard, $4,600. Evan Ingram, uh, Taysom Hill. And then you have uh, some of the cheaper guys with Dalton Schultz. And then you have uh, somebody that I did want to hit on here that I'm going to keep scrolling down. And that is one and only Trey. McBride yeah, he's think, a beast. is actually in a smash spot, $2,800. It is against Baltimore, but I mean, this guy could see a 20, uh, you know, 20, 25% target share with Zach Ertz on the table. He's super cheap at $2,800. And so I think you could look at somebody like that. I think he's in a really good spot. And also um, I, someone else I want to mention is Tucker Kraft is only $2,500. It sounds like Luke Musgrave is going to miss this week with some of the stuff that was talked about by LaFleur today. By making it sound, by basically saying that 
Kraft's going to have to step up. He was also a second-round pick this year for them. And so Tucker Kraft could also be somebody we look at. He's only $2,500. What's up with you and T. Crafts and T. Crofts? Hey, this guy, but this guy's actually hashtag good. This is, it's a, he's actually a second round pick uh, for the Packers and very good athlete. No. Yeah. I I agree on McBride 2,800 for what his role can be uh, in that offense is, is, is too cheap. uh, Despite the the tougher matchup against Baltimore, it's going to, a game they're going to be trailing, but the only other two tight ends that I have interest in are uh, George Kittle at 5,400 and and Dallas Goddard at 4,600. Uh, those are those are the the two tight ends I'm I'm zeroed in on. Um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to convince me to to get off George Kittle because I if I find it very hard to not play Kittle this week. Yeah, I mean I think if you really if you want to look at a few different options, um, Jake Ferguson at thirty six hundred dollars. Uh, you know, and that say or and it gets this Rams or Rams defense is another direction you could look at, but I just don't think I can get up to. $8,400 Kelsey. Like it has to be at a stack or something with, with Mahomes. No, dude, like, I, I mean, think about all the running backs and receivers we just talked about. Like I, I, I'm, I'm just not paying, paying 8,400 for a tight end. Has he ever been this expensive? I can't remember. No, he, ever... no, he has not. And don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a cheat code. I mean, he's averaging 20 he costs the same as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I mean, the next closest tight end is 15.6 and uh, Mark Andrews. And then, TJ Hawkinson at 13.9, and then it's kind of a drop-off. Like, so like I get it, but like he has to absolutely smash. But in in the thing with him though is is yes, he can smash, but he doesn't smash that often. Like so he he's regularly above 20 points, right? Like 20, 22, 25. But his 38s and 40s are there's only you know one or two of them a year, and the rest are just you know 15 to 25. Which, if he gets you fifteen to twenty five at eighty four hundred at tight end, there will be a, a cheaper tight end, cough cough, George Kittle that matches him. Um, so yeah, I I'm not paying him the paying up for him this week. Yeah, I'm not. I can't do it either. I guess <laughs> it's just when I saw that I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I agree. So um, other than that, like, I think that's really where I'm at at tight end this week. You know, I don't mind the. You know, the Darren Wallers, the Dallas Goddards of the world, especially a part of stack. You know, mainly I'm probably just going to in my stack that I'm going to play. I'll probably just run it with the tight end, kind of include him in that. So um, that's kind of where I stand, at least right now with, with tight end. So I think we can go ahead and move over to defense. Minnesota and Vikings. Really, I mean, so you have the Broncos, the Patriots that are down here in the 2K range, the Cardinals, the Bengals at $2,200 feels mighty enticing if you don't believe in Sam Darnold. But I also believe that they're going to carry a ton of ownership. Yeah, I would think so. I like the Vikings personally. The Vikings defense has actually been playing pretty well and they have 19 sacks on the year. Yes. And Jordan love has and Jordan love is not it. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely like that call. I think that's actually a really, a really good call. Uh, you know, with the, the Vikings at only $2,500. That feels extremely underpriced. Yeah. And it's a divisional matchup too, right? So they know each, they, each team knows each other really well and divisional matchups tend to go a little lower scoring than, than normal. So um, that's probably where I'll end up on defense is, is the Vikings. All right. Well, I don't think there's any more uh, reason to waste any more time. So let's uh, go ahead and build. You want to build a lineup? Yeah. All right. Well, start us off. Where, where do you want to start off at? Let's play Camara. All right, Alan Kamara, seventy three hundred dollars. 
Oh, I'm going to play my guy. I'm going to go Brees Hall. Okay. I'm going to mini stack Camara with Josh Downs. Just trying to decide, do I want to go Darnold or do I want to go Lamar Jackson? You know what? I said it. Let's do it. I'm going to go Darnold. All right. Go ahead and plug, plug Kittle in then. Because I think we should be able to afford it. Let's just go ahead and plug in the Vikings D. This is a game I'm actually going to run back, and I'm going to go chase. Okay. And we should we we still easily afford it with Sam Darnold. So we still so right now we have Darnold, Kamara, Hall, Downs, Chase, Kittle, and Vikings D with wide receiver and flex remaining and fifty eight fifty remaining. Let's go. Uh, I want Eagles exposure, so let's go Devontae Smith. Sixty seven. So at least five K at the flex. Yep. You know, I want some access to this game. I know he doesn't really attach to anything, and he's not really that correlated. But I'm going to go with Rishi Rice at 5K. Okay, little late night hammer. I was I was going to say him or Tank Dell. I'm good with Rice. All right, so let's 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 lock in this lineup here: uh, Sam Darnold, Alvin Kamara, uh, Brees Hall, Josh Downs, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, George Kittle, Rishi Rice, and Vikings. I, I kind of like this team. I'm not gonna lie I like it. it. Let's go, Sam Darnold. Smash just one time for me. <laughs> about to watch. Uh, Baker's about to throw a Hail Mary here with two seconds left. You would see me lose my mind if, if, Ev- if Evans catches it. Yes, Evans just comes up and just hawks it out of the air. Let's see. I mean, the Bills just went offside, so uh, five yards closer. They're about. They're right at midfield. Four seconds. So it's last play of the game, barring a penalty. No, oh, they're in the 45, not midfield. Why is nobody deep? Are there? I, or maybe I can't see that far back. Yeah, they have, they have five deep, guys. He's about to get sacked. How does nobody go up for that? It just hit the ground. It just hits the ground. <laughs> How does nobody jump for that? I've never understood that, like, when that happens. Like, what I see, when, like, like, everyone's just staring at the ball. Like, no one even goes for it. Oh, Godwin, Godwin actually could have caught that. He just he never saw it. Oh my gosh, if Godwin saw it, that was a touchdown. What is Mike Evans doing too? Like I don't understand like you I I don't know. And I guess it's easy to sit here and watch it from my freaking couch to be able to sit here and say this, but like it feels like I'm like, how do people not run up and see it? Like, how does Mike Evans not run through somebody run up and, and you know and you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I don't know. Obviously. <laughs> so anyways, all right. That was fun. We got to, uh, you know. Anyways, let's go ahead and get out of here uh, on that uh, on that note. So, Baker Mayfield should have had that. Should have hit Mike Evans. We'd be dancing in money right now. So, anyways, hope everybody has a good week. Let's go ahead and win some money this week. Uh, week eight. Um, you know, this, this slate, I don't, it's not a bad slate. It's better than it was last week. I will say that. I don't think it's as gross as it was last week. I think there's some good, good spots here. I think it's some good leverage points uh, in terms of you know different positions. So I uh, just don't know about getting $8,400 Travis Kelsey. So anyways, yeah. uh, anyways, everybody has a good weekend. Let's win some money. And uh, we'll see you again next week for week nine. Have a good week. Bye. Think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? To the way the war bounces, I see what you got. Inventions and ounces, but that's a great boy. Yeah, that's a great little man. Break it down. 
<laughs> I'll treat you like you're a little man.